Welcome to the Success Inspired Podcast, a business and personal development podcast to help you accomplish more in life and realize your true potential. And now here is your host, Vit Muller. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Success Inspired Podcast. My guest today is a young entrepreneur from my home country of Czech Republic. In his short career he's had so far, over the last four years, he's co-founded two great mobile apps, one that helps people to share their skills and another which helps podcasters like me to grow their audience. His most recent venture he co-founded mid last year due to COVID is a podcast guest booking agency called Speak on Podcasts. Today, he'll be sharing with us his entrepreneur journey, a lesson he has learned. We'll talk about resilience, discipline, and what doing the uncomfortable intentionally means for him and how it can help you be more successful at what you do too. So please welcome to the show, Jakub Zajicic. We thank you very much for an amazing introduction. I'm so excited to have actually my first conversation with someone from Czech Republic in English. So it's going to be something new for me. You're welcome. Great to have you on the show, Jakub. You know, you're a first guest on the show that is from my home country. Really? <laughs> Do you have mostly people from Australia? Well, my guests mostly, I guess, are all from all around the world. But so far, it's been English-speaking countries. So I've had guests from USA, Canada, and you know some English-speaking guests living in Asia. And then a lot of guests from Australia, but nobody from Czech Republic. Yeah. So tell me, Jakub, what inspired this whole entrepreneurial journey for you? You know, it's not it's not everybody's goal to pursue, you know, entrepreneurship, business and all that, especially at such a young age. So what inspired you to get into all that? Well, I always wanted to to build stuff and I actually started my first business when I was when I was 17 and I'm not sure if I should be sharing it here on the podcast but it wasn't technically legal because what we were doing is that we were we were making alcohol beverage out of wine and we called it like Czech sake so it was like a rice wine and of course we were like 17 so we were we were <laughs> working with alcohol and we were selling it to our age classmates so it didn't last but people loved that beverage and we made some money and that was the moment where I, uh, where I found out that I really like to build stuff, where I like to sell. And then I was just trying so many different things. And you mentioned, mentioned a couple of them in my introduction. So one of them, for example, was Skillsharing Community, which was Menti. It's supposed to be an app, but we turned it into community instead. A couple thousand people who were sharing their skills. I will teach you how to play guitar. You will, in exchange, teach me how to speak German. And it was it was good, like a nice networking platform. And then my first bigger business business success was it was such a simple business model. It was that we basically approached people and we asked them, hey, do you have something that you need to sell at home, like old laptop or old phone or maybe a car? And we'll sell it for you and we'll take a little commission. And that's what we started doing. And in the first couple of months, we started selling homes. We started selling cars and I was doing it for for about the two years. And then we parted ways with, with my co-founder. We had some little different vision for the company. Then I got into online marketing, into affiliate marketing. That's what I'm still doing on the side. But my main business right now is Speak on Podcast, which is a podcast relation agency. And what it means is that we connect amazing guests with podcast hosts that basically are targeting audience. Our guests are trying to target as well. So it's a basically PR service and it's going well. We are a team of seven and we're growing. <laughs> wow, it's so quite a portfolio of things you've been doing. I assume that keeps you busy. What is what is it that you want to keep on working going forward? Is it just a podcasting thing? Or are you going to come back to any of the previous ventures? Or Well, my main focus right now is speaking podcasts. And I just really enjoy being in the podcast vertical. Mm-hmm. And not only providing like podcast guests for, for podcast hosts, but what I like about this idea is that there are just so many different things that you can do in podcasting space. You can repurpose content, you can become almost like an agent for, to getting uh, sponsorships for podcast hosts, right? So there are so many different areas that you can you can you can tap into into podcasting space. And I'm, I'm just really passionate about about podcasting because I just like the format. 
and it just totally aligned with my personal mission statement and it, it just it just checks all the boxes for me absolutely one of the main reasons i started the podcast is because i enjoy conversations with people and yes. getting to know yes. new people and all the other things that you mentioned the opportunities that they are there with podcasting when the podcast does grow and makes even bigger impact to more audience like sponsorships like attracting bigger guests and, yes. and yeah, I'm making great impact. So yeah, I love it. One thing I've definitely, one thing that I've definitely noticed last year was the massive growth in podcasting yes. and how many people have started launch podcasts in here in Australia and, and in US. Has that something you've noticed in Czech Republic as well? No, in fact, I'm not very connected to Czech Republic entrepreneurship space. I'm totally focused on on the US and Canada and you can English speaking countries. But yes, uh, a little bit. I, I noticed that some some podcasts are starting to appear more here in Czech Republic. And I think the main reason is because that so many people lost their platform they were used to used to use to promote their businesses. So whether it was stages or meetings or networking events, it just disappeared, right? So mm. they needed to come up with a different way how to do something similar from, from home. And j just on a side note, as we talked to a lot of podcast hosts, we actually heard very interesting stat that the number of podcast guest introductions they receive, podcast hosts, quadrupled in 2020. Because mm -hmm. just people, people, of course, not everybody wants to start a podcast. So people start reaching out to these podcast hosts because they well, lost that platform they, they were using. And it, it just became so much more competitive. <laughs> yeah, that too. So what is the, uh, the biggest challenge that you, that you face or that you found in, in launching this agency that you've got, the podcast, speak on podcasts? Right. So... I thought that it will be getting clients, but since we were quite fortunate with timing, it wasn't such a big problem. So right now, as we are getting like more and more people to work with us, we are facing the basically a leadership and recruiting problem. So for the first time, I need to really focus on my leadership skills because we are hiring more and more people, booking agents, project project management managers, customer success managers, and they all need to follow some some processes, right? Some some standard operating procedures. So. It, everything needs everything needs to be in place for them to uh, do their job properly and to, but to still have enough freedom to take initiative and to to come up with ideas right so it's a it's a Jocko willing talks talks about dichotomy of leadership that uh, it's basically you want to give them clear directions but you don't want them to take freedom of of coming up with ideas from them right so that's that's yeah. something we are still trying to balance and we are still searching for new and new more and more people it's a hard thing especially when you start on your own initially like you know in your case like you're very you know inspired to build things and, and make money and so that requires you to start on your own initially and so you kind of get used to running things your own way and then when you start to hire people you you've got those ways that you know that work and so you kind of feel like, I mean, this is at least how I felt when I was um, in Sydney running this one gym that I suddenly, suddenly had employees. You know, you, you feel like, okay, these are all the things that I've done. This is how I've been doing things in the past. I know they work. And I just, you kind of feel like you just want them to do it exactly like that. But then yes. it doesn't work because people are not <laughs> robots. People have their own ideas, suggestions, and they want to be part of, the, the evolution of the business so they want to add their two cents the two right. uh, ideas so you're yeah you're right it's a uh, it's definitely that that dichotomy that trying to balance things out so what have you what have you found so far that worked for you in this new role as a as a leader managing people well I work with a co-founder so we actually started our agency together his name is Mark Colgan he's originally from UK and his background is in recruiting right? Uh, so that that helps a little bit when it comes to hiring new people. But what was your question? What what works? Well, in your own role, do you do you personally manage some of the people as well, or is it just your uh, co-founder that that hires them and manages them? Well, what we do is that we pretty much both have set of responsibilities, and that's what really helps when 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 you work with a co-founder that you can share share the the weight, right? You can you can share these responsibilities between each other. But what we 
What we created is basically, I would say it, it sounds too big, uh, bigger than this, but management structure, right? So we have we have booking agents who are basically responsible for the back and forth between our clients and between podcast hosts and drafting all the personalized emails and everything. And then we have a project manager who is basically assigning booking agents to different different campaigns. So the way it works is that basically the project manager reports to us and we are there to to mentor other all, all booking agents and everyone who is in the in the company. So we are fortunate that we we are hiring people who are actually good. We are not like hiring people very just with thinking about the lowest price. Yeah. So yes, we are we are trying to hire a, a players who are taking initiative and who are taking responsibility. Mm-hmm. So, so that pl- takes that, that that takes a lot of like weight of our our shoulders that they don't need to ask for everything, but they they come up with the solutions themselves. And if they don't, then we are there for them to to solve it. Absolutely. So this is so important: hiring the right talent and not being afraid to. Uh, put a bit of men- bit of extra money to it, right? Because uh, some other yes. business owners would be like, do you know what I mean? Who who can we find that's cheapest that can do the job? But that is not always, if not ever, good strategy because you get what you pay for, right? That's the good old saying. Exactly, and I I think there's another saying that I'm not that rich, so I can afford buying cheap things. I know that people are of course not things, but that if you're if you're buying cheap things in the long run. It will catch up on you, and uh, you will you will buy more of them. You will be uh, wasting time with repairing them, and so on. So it, it it's the same with hiring cheap, right? So you will waste not waste. You will spend so much time trying to teach them things that other people would just get immediately, right? So in time time perspective, it's it's just just a, such a smart move to hire A players. <laughs> Absolutely. But on that note, it's not always possible for somebody that's starting out on you know who's bootstrapping things who's got no capital did you have a capital when you started all this you have somebody that backing you up or did you sort of build your way up to this it's 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 all bootstrapped so as i mentioned we were fortunate that we started in the right time so getting clients wasn't that super difficult Mm -hmm. and clients recommend our services so that also opens up another like lead generation technique for us so it's all paid from from company profits. Uh, there is literally no no like third party capital involved. So you had a good success right from the start, which was enabled you to. But initially, you didn't have. I guess you just you were working on your own, right? And then you yes, started making yes, money. Yes, it and was. Then... Yes, and 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 the founding story, speaking of podcast, it was actually quite interesting because what we what we did is that I started this this business by myself. In, in February mm-hmm. 2020 and I was doing it I think I was doing it well I was doing it together with my with my PA only that was helping me with the research of podcasts and so on but then our mutual mutual friend uh, of me and my future co-founder I didn't know yet David Hensel introduced us and mm-hmm. he said guys you're working on the same thing Jakob you are doing it well Mark you're doing it well why don't you just join forces together right and you you start working on this thing together and it was such a good fit because i think i i i that lead generation part well from the start because i was very active on linkedin and i was networking every day and mark was and is still very very good with creating all these different processes and putting it uh, putting it into like all these sops and making sure that people understand it so we had customers and we had processes to deliver and now we're just building on that. Excellent. Now, one of the things you, you mentioned that was successful for you was LinkedIn, right? Yes, that's correct. What are some of the, because I, I was looking at your LinkedIn profile before this podcast as well. And I noticed you're you know, utilizing those little things like the audio message and everything. What are some of the most effective strategies that you found personally whilst using LinkedIn that worked for you? You just opened the Pandora's box. We, <laughs> I like to talk about these things. So when when I was starting on LinkedIn, like really focusing on LinkedIn in 2020, it's funny how fast these things change. So when I, when, I, when I was starting, outreach was basically enough, right? I was just reaching out to people, LinkedIn, and uh, just starting conversations. 
and uh, then getting them on call and eventually uh, turning them into customers. But what I found now is that if you include content in your strategy as well and you start posting content that is relevant uh, to your target audience, it creates just such a valuable multiple uh, touch points with them that once you decide to reach to them, they're, they already know you and the conversation is so different. So if I would be starting out now, I would most definitely focus most probably on content more and interacting mainly with people who uh, interact with my content, which might be difficult because on start you might get maybe one like or two likes. So just find people who are very uh, big on LinkedIn and who share the same audiences you want to target and start being active in their communities. So start engaging with people under their posts, start adding them from, from the comment section if they commented something interesting and just start networking. It's a social media platform, so just be social and enjoy the process. And I was posting for for 134 days straight without missing a day. And it, it brought a lot of like new business, new opportunities, podcast invitations and so on. So yes, it takes time. It takes a lot of like cognitive energy to come up with topics uh, that are still good and that are engaging to read, not just describing some something in a boring way, but it needs to be interesting to read as well. So you will spend some time on that, but more you do it, easier it gets. So yeah, content first, engagement and outreach, I would put second, third. Now, it's interesting that you're so focused on, on LinkedIn because so many, you know, so many young people that so many young people are, you know, obsessed with Instagram. What was your decision right. behind choosing LinkedIn over Instagram? I mean, it's obvious, I know LinkedIn is business oriented, but still, I mean, it's so popular. Instagram has been so popular. I can see it like so many millennials using it. I think it's not necessarily about, about the age, but about where your uh, ideal customer, customer hangs out, right? So when, when they're most active and for me, when I want to find established coach to work with or book author, for me, it's way easier to find them on LinkedIn than find them on, on Instagram too. Because on Instagram, there, there are just so many people and so little filtering options. <laughs> oh yeah. So, so for me, LinkedIn was, was a number one choice and yeah, I think, I think it works and the networking aspect is, is better there than on Instagram. I would say it, it gives more, more room for conversation and interaction and on Instagram, it's just so fast and it's more one-on-one, -on -one. but on, on LinkedIn, what I feel is that once you're active on LinkedIn publicly, more people will see your name. Right, because they actively promote it on in feed and multiple multiple places throughout the, the LinkedIn. Especially since it's more business oriented platform, so the algorithm yes. seems to be seems to work better. I have noticed that too with this podcast posting on on LinkedIn, establishing my LinkedIn page. Everything just seems to grow really fast. Whereas on Instagram, I've been posting you know for every single episode, promoting each episode. I'm not seeing. I'm seeing engagement. Some engagement but it's nowhere near as fast in comparison to LinkedIn. Yeah, and I think it's just part of LinkedIn's LinkedIn strategy, right? So to, to acquire um, as many people as they can, because it, it's you will get hooked more easily when you see more engagement, more dopamine to your brain. And it, it's just more interesting when you see people liking and commenting on your stuff. And But I noticed that they're, they're limiting it too. They're starting to limit it too because they know that people are now using it more uh, and more and more. So exactly what happened with Facebook and Instagram, right? On start, everybody saw it, what you posted, but then it got lower and lower and just percentage or 2% of people from your network will, will actually see it. So yeah, I think it's like general rule of thumb is that focus on what is what is hot and jump in early before the algorithm gets smarter and leverage it so for now i'm waiting still for my invitation to clubhouse which i heard is quite impressive app uh, especially for us who like audio format so i'm just waiting waiting to get there so yeah i think you mentioned clubhouse is that like a new social media platform yeah that's correct and it's it's booming and how it works is there are different rooms and 
every room is focused on like a specific topic. Everyone can start a room and it's actually only voice based. So you will come into room, you will join the room and there are people talking and you can join the conversation and talk as well on specific topics. And it's huge. I mean, it's, I, I hear people talking about it more and more. And the reason for that is because they're so smart when it comes to the growth strategy they're using. Because every user who joins the waitlist, right? You cannot just install it. You need to join the waitlist, wait for invitation. And uh, then after average waiting time is two weeks, after you get invited, you can start using it. And as you get invited, you get one invitation you can give away. So if I will get invited, I can invite you and that's it. Right. Or you can, you can just join on, on a, on a website, but you will be waking waiting. But if I will invite you, you will get the access right away. So they're actually started like almost the gray market for these invitations. So people are selling these invitations because it's such an exclusive thing that people just want to be there. They don't want to miss out. So they're actually paying to get invited from other people and people are scamming each other people because, well, nobody, it, it's just so new, so fast and everybody wants to be there. So people are just throwing money to, to fake invitations. Very smart strategy. <laughs> that is, yeah, very interesting. I've not heard of this before, so I'll definitely make sure I'll mention this in the show notes. How long has this been going for? I think they started in April 2020, but it was in, in beta uh, and I started appearing it on my, on my newsfeed maybe, maybe one or two months ago maximum. So it's, it's getting traction now and I think it's getting more general public appeal. So it's not only like early adopters and these innovators there, but people who are just into social networking are joining too. So it will be big, like people are talking about it, that it's like next big thing. It could certainly be interesting because it, it can take away a lot of that fakeness, but with, with content that people do, they be mm -hmm. hide behind the content, whereas mm -hmm. you just have your own voice. So it's just you and your voice. And yes. kind of, yeah, <laughs> so I like, I like that. It sounds very interesting. I'll definitely look into that. Now let's bring a conversation back to you and your story. You mentioned one thing that last year you had a bunch of goals that you wanted to achieve. What were they and, and how were you able to achieve them? It's a great question. So I had multiple goals and each goal was from, from different categories. So I usually create six different categories of goals. Maybe, you know, wheel of life. That's, that's basically six categories of that cover all of your different aspects of life. So there, there are relationships, finances, career, personal development and stuff like this. So I set a couple of these goals and I reached all I reached goals that I considered really important for me. So for example, I didn't reach the goal of traveling to New York, right? That was my goal. It didn't happen because of COVID. And I think I, I would be able to find a way to get there. But sometimes, as you set goals, you, you find that, that they're not that important as they were as you were setting them. So it's mm -hmm. good to com come back to them. But my most important goals, three of them, I reached and I'm very fortunate. I'm very grateful for that. And first one was that I wanted, wanted to increase my weight from 75 kilos to 80 kilos and keep my body fat under 10%, which, which happened. Then it was to find uh, a romantic relationship and it happened so, in such a random way uh, i can talk about it if you want but it was it was so interesting how it happened and then it was financial goal so i decided to double hit hit a certain amount per month and as you hear all these different stories from all these people who achieve their goals that it happened on a date i hit that goal on december 30th literally the payment came i saw it in my stripe and i know okay so i hit my hit my 2020 goal and I heard it so many times, so, so many times that people set a goal and they achieved it on, on a day or maybe day before. It's so weird how universe works. <laughs> yeah, that's, that must have been so satisfying as well, right? Because you've set it and when you achieve it. I think somebody, well, somebody else, somebody else was, uh, wasn't it Elon Musk when he was uh, struggling with Tesla and they were trying to go public and they only like, they closed on the last day of the year it was like, I can't remember the year, it was 2016. Anyway, I think I was something similar to, to what you're saying, like trying to 
they were trying to hit certain number. I can't. I don't know much about it, so I'm not going to uh-huh. talk about it too much. But it was something along the lines of them trying to go public as a as a company, and they were in the year that was very tough for Tesla. But they managed to get through, and 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 you know they got the mm-hmm. ticket mm-hmm. approval. I think it was last year of the. So anyway, just mm-hmm. you just reminded me mm-hmm. of that. But back to you. Yes. So congratulations, first of all, achieving those three goals. Now I definitely do want to talk about it because this podcast. And for those of you guys listening first time, this is not just about business. And I know we've been talking about business for the first since we begin this episode, but success inspired, it's the whole idea here. It's meant to inspire success in not just your business, but also personal. And so if you've been able to achieve success in your personal life, that is also very inspiring. So tell us, how did you go about achieving that goal of, (laughs) well, I want to talk about fitness, but let's talk about that new relationship. How did you achieve that? Okay, Because there might be some people that are feeling very lonely and they would love to have somebody in their <laughs> life, you know? <laughs> I mean, it was, so, it was so random. So I was in Tenerife, in Canary Islands. I was meeting there with my, with my co-founder, Mark Hogan. He's not the romantic partner, don't worry. <laughs> and he went out some evening and I was in our Airbnb on my own. And I was like, okay, so what I can do, I can either work or I can do something what I had never done before. I can go in the evening by myself out, just just me, and find my own fun, right? And I said, okay, let's do it. Because I mean, I'm, you know, I'm in Tenerife, I don't know anybody, nobody knows me, so there's a like, sense of anonymity as well. So what I did is that I just took my backpack and uh, I put some, some, some stuff in there, you know, a sweatshirt in case it would, it would get cold and so on. And I... I went downtown, right, into city center. So what I what was my goal is that I will just start talking to people, right? I will just start approaching people and and having my my and just create fun. And I started talking to people. I had great discussions, but really nothing nothing was happening that we would be getting getting to a bar or something. And then, uh, as I was going going home, a little bit sad that nothing really happened and that this evening sucked. I was walking and it was it was such a such a nice nice sidewalk like on on one on, on the right there were like big buildings and restaurants and on the left there was there, there was sea and well ocean there's no sea and as i was walking down a little bit down the hill i saw two girls and one of them well both of them were cute but one of them really got my attention and i was really tired and i started justifying okay i i probably shouldn't talk to them right and i i walked past them and then I was like, fuck that. You would, you would be pissed at yourself once you come home that you, you actually didn't approach them. So, so I turned around and I, and I said something really stupid. It was like, hey, where, where's the best place to get a beer around here? And then I found out that they don't speak English very well, but I tried and she started writing something on her phone. And then she showed me her phone and she said, we're actually uh, searching for a place now too. Do you want to join us? Right, so I joined them, and they they brought me to place, which was my original idea. So we went to the same place that I I knew in the past, but I wasn't very sure whether I wanted to go there. And they they went there, so we spent a lot of time there. Then we went to to a different bar, and it started from there. It was uh, such an amazing evening, and she's from Madrid. I'm from Czech Republic, so that's a challenge, but she then went to visit me again in Tenerife. I traveled to visit her in Madrid and she's coming here in February. And I think the the lesson from this is it wouldn't happen if I wouldn't decide to do the very uncomfortable thing in the evening of not working. That was the comfortable thing to do because usually I just work in the evening, but to go out on my own and find my own fun. And I think it all boils down to doing the uncomfortable stuff. So in any area where you're not satisfied with, it will hurt <laughs> initially. There will be some friction. It won't go smoothly. But that's how you know that you're progressing once it starts to get difficult. And another, another way to put it, when we do things that are comfortable, it also means we are doing things that are new. Because the things that are comfortable are things that we know and that we are you know, we're used to do, hence why they're comfortable. Uh, but expecting something new to happen in your life without doing something new, 
doesn't make yes. sense. So yes, you're right. It's like when people say, you know, think outside the box. It's just another analogy. Think outside the box. You know, you're trying to come up with a new idea. I mean, they're still like they're not really thinking outside the box. Sometimes you have to throw the box out of the window, and that's when <laughs> yes, magic happens. Right. Uh, but yeah, so well, well done. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, uh, I assume it would have been very difficult for for you and and I mean for your relationship with this person going through the whole COVID restrictions. But I hope it all works out and that you guys can see each other in February. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and to your pre to to your previous question, I, I know that we we skipped it a little. And let me know if you want to if you want to expand on that because I think that a lot of people have an issue with this, and I was I was one of them which is how to actually achieve goals i said is mm -hmm. it something that you would like to you would like to talk about look i am very interested in the topic of achieving goals and i've covered that a lot on the podcast already in some of the past episodes but there is never enough because <laughs> because ultimately goal setting the 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 action of goal setting and the process of following through and and you know however methodical however method you use yes you have to have some sort of system whatever system in order to get yes. it and in order to be successful you have to have goals too you can't just blindly hope for the best right so i'm definitely interested to have have you talk about it's because because of that because everybody has their own experience of achieving goals their own mm -hmm. way that has been successful and so yes mm -hmm. i would love i love for you to share that with the listeners absolutely go ahead Thank you very much for the opportunity. So basically how I approached it, it's quite simple. It's, it's simple, but not easy <laughs> because it requires some, some certain amount of discipline. So my process starts is that I will start brainstorming what I want to accomplish in the next year in these six different areas. I was mentioning just Google wheel of life and you will find these six different areas. So I just sit and I write everything in hand. So I'll just title the page relationships. And I will just start brain, it's not brain uh, storming, it's brain writing, that I will just start writing everything down, right? Just anything so that comes in your mind. Yes, com, com, anything when it comes to, to comes to my mind when it comes to relationships. And I do it for all these six, six categories. I usually end up with a lot of pages. And then I go through it and I will find, I will go, I will read it again and I will find the things that resonates with me the most. And based on these things that resonates with me, resonate with me the most in these different categories, I will decide to choose my goals, right? So then I will basically create in my, in my journal, uh, six different categories again, and I will title it 2021 goals. And there will are relationship, career, fa finances, success, personal development, spiritual development, and so on. And in each category, I come up with one to three, four different goals. And I really think hard about what I put there because I know that it's basically commitment to myself. So I don't want to put there just something just to hit my one to four, but I really think about it. And if I don't know, I don't put anything in there, or I'll just sleep on it and I will include it there the next day. So once I have these yearly goals set, then I need to need to set monthly goals. So what I will do every month is that I will go to these six categories uh, of my yearly goals. And I will, I will basically write goals or tasks, almost like tasks, what I need to accomplish to get closer within the month, to get closer to either of these, uh, of these goals, right? Mm -hmm. So every month I will just go back to my yearly goals and I will set my monthly tasks for slash goals. And I do the same thing on a weekly basis. So every week, so four times a month, what I will do is that I will go back to my monthly goals and I will write what exactly I need to accomplish this week to be closer to these monthly goals. And again, if I'm getting closer to monthly goals, I know that I'm getting closer to yearly goals because I set them based on the yearly goals. And I do this every, every, every week. And then it all boils down to daily actions. So every day I will check my weekly goals and I will set my five critical tasks that I need to accomplish per day that will get me closer to my weekly goals. And at the end of each day, I will either finish them all or I maybe miss one. And if I finish them all, it's a win. And I will just write uh, W there and put it in the green circle or it's a lose. And I will put L and put it in the red circle. And this strategy uh, of win and lose, it's by Andy Frisella. And you can, you can find the strategy on, on his podcast, MFCEO. Great, great episode. And 
so yeah, that's that's what I do. That's what holds me accountable. And then I have some like habits trackers and all things what I need to do every day, like cold showers and I don't know, visualization and all these things that I don't include in my daily tasks. And it works. I mean, it's it's such a simple method that you are just seeing what you need to do in order to accomplish that or that. And why this system fails though, why it's, why it's unsustainable for most of people is because it requires a lot of discipline to actually do it every day and to hold yourself accountable to this system and to to the commitment you've made to you with yourself. And most people will do it in, in like a month or two months. But in order to actually make it work, you need to do it consistently and don't miss days. And when you miss a day, miss maximum one day, and then get back on track because then you will just jump into the downward spiral and it's very difficult to get back on track. Now, Jakub, has this, how long, so firstly, how long have you been doing this, following this system? How many years? I've been doing this for two years. Needless to say that I haven't been very disciplined in the, in the first year. Last year, I took it more seriously and it brought results. And I know that a couple of people, a couple more people are using the same system and it works. So yeah, it's, it's rather new for me, but last year it showed me that it works. And for the first time in my life, I actually achieved what I wanted to achieve. So that's the reason why I wanted to share it. That's right. That's the reason I ask you, because last year is the year that you've been, you've, you've achieved success with the new booking agency for the podcast. So whilst somebody might say, well, he was lucky he had a new co-founder that, you know, added forces to the team. I still think the main contributor to your success is is this, that you've been following so methodically every day and yes. being disciplined. But on the same token, you said in those in that first year, you haven't been as disciplined. So where did that shift happen for you? Why did you then decide to be more disciplined? I started to challenge myself more. And the trigger that I decided to challenge myself more was because I, I wasn't able to stick to something, right? So I always decided to start something once it got a little difficult, I stopped, right? And I don't know. Because it started not so, to be uncomfortable. So, yeah, not so long ago. And I think it was maybe three years or two years ago where I said, okay, but it will get difficult at anything I do. Like it won't be that it won't be easy ride all the time with any new thing I will start. So I will just need to learn how to get through these uncomfortable situations. So I started looking how to get in uncomfortable situation throughout uncomfortable situations in business and so on. But it's such a it's it's a bigger issue than just business because it, it comes down to your mindset and your how disciplined you are in other areas of your life. So I started challenging myself more. I started challenging myself more physically. Right. So first challenge what, what I what I took was that I, I went for 30 days on the Stairmaster for 30 minutes. <laughs> so every day on Stairmaster for 30 minutes, for 30 days. And the thing is, it's not difficult like to get on 30, 30 minutes on Stairmaster, right? I mean, everyone can do it. But what makes it difficult is that some days you don't really feel like doing it. You, you just don't want to go. And some days it won't be convenient at all. Like you, you will need to travel. You will need to do something else. So you, you either need to wake up very early in the morning to actually fit it in and, and finish it and or you just want and you will fail so i finished this and it actually got me on very positive momentum when i started like setting more daily routines and started implementing daily practices and i think the biggest experience when it comes to discipline building last year was finishing 75 hard maybe you know it maybe not it's, it's basically a program by andy frisella and it's for free everyone can join he's not selling anything now, well, now he, he released a book you can buy, but everyone can join. And the rules are simple, but again, not easy. For 75 days straight, you need to do some t a couple tasks every day. And the tasks are the same every day. So there are two 45-minute workouts every day. And one of these workouts needs to be outdoor, no matter the, what is the weather. Then you need to follow your diet you set for yourself. So no exceptions, no alcohol. If you decide that you will eat carnivore diet, you will need to stick to it. Or if you decide that you will need to get hit certain amount of calories per day, you will need to do it. 
The third task is to drink four liters of water a day. Now it seems like a lot, but when you're working out twice a day, it's not that much. Then read 10 pages of any personal development or business book every day. And uh, then take a progress picture. So every day you will, you will just take a progress picture of how you are progressing. And you do this for 75 days straight. And a lot of people think that's some sort of like fitness challenge, but it's actually like mental toughness program, mental, mm -hmm. mental, mental toughness challenge. And what it does is that it will actually build that grit, build that confidence, build that resilience that you just do shit and you make stuff happen. You, you just make stuff happen because that's what you need to do. And it's, it's almost rewarding when you go out, it's raining and it's such a shitty weather and you are the only one who's actually doing the workout because you made the promise to yourself. And it translates to every area of your life. So if you decide in the morning that you will hit a certain amount of emails sent per day to new customers, there is no that, that there's, there's not that voice in your head that is saying, okay, you can do it tomorrow. No, you decide it and you keep this promise to yourself. And that's, that's what, this, uh, what this program gave me, that I, I finally keep promises uh, I make to myself. I love it. So two big takeaway points, actually three. So the first one is, and I'm talking to you guys listening right now, we're talking about different methods that work in terms of goal setting. The method that Jakob's using, you know, setting up a yearly goal, breaking it down monthly, weekly, daily, that is very, very good standard way of doing it. And that's the way I've, I've talked about on the podcast as well. It's effective. Now we, we could, you could, you could look up many other methods to achieving goals, but at the end of the day, there's no secret which one's better or worse. They all work as long as you do them. So then it comes down to the second point, takeaway point, and that is you need to become disciplined on every day in order to do that by doing things repetitively every day and committing to them every day. But it's hard. So that brings me to the third takeaway point, which is you need to realize your, your brain is essentially like a muscle. If you're working out, you know, if you're trying to build bigger biceps, stronger biceps, you need to do bicep curls. If you want to build a back, you need to do pull-ups. If you want to improve your cardio, be more cardiovascularly fit, you need to do running and, and other forms of cardio activities. But if you want to get more disciplined, you need to train your muscle. You need to train your brain like you, like you do workouts. So doing... So I'd, Definitely like what you talked about, Jakub, because this just strengthens that message of discipline. And, and, I hope that, and I hope that you guys listening that are writing some notes or mental notes, and if this fired you up to, to finally do something different in your life and, and get more disciplined, then find the challenge. I'm sure there's some challenge. You can do Stairmaster challenge. Hey, I might, I might even put challenge in the show notes. Uh, I might just, just make one challenge. doesn't matter. It doesn't, whatever the challenge is. It's the same thing like goal setting. doesn't matter which method. As long as you do it, find yeah. something. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think it doesn't necessarily need to be a challenge because for some people, it might be too big of a commitment initial. Just right? a word challenge, will, right? Yeah. Yes, but just do one uncomfortable thing every day yeah. intentionally. And it can be the same thing. Take a cold shower in the morning, two minute cold shower in the morning, right? Because it sucks. I do it and I still haven't got used to it because it sucks every morning. But the reason why you do these things is because it will make things easier. And it's, it's, a, it's a, quite the paradox that doing difficult things make things easier, but that's how it works. <laughs> and it's not to say that, you know, you were born disciplined, we're all same people. Like I get lazy sometimes watching Netflix, my favorite show, and then I ended up binging it for five hours. So we can all get lazy, but we can all get disciplined and, and be more tough as well. The cold showers are great, by the way. I've started doing cold showers <laughs> uh, for a couple of weeks now. I have skipped a few times, I must admit. So I still got a work to do. But the thing about the cold showers that I did found is that they actually did start to get easier. I used okay. to I used to start with warm water and then gradually 
you know, turn the tap to more cold. But then I started to get into cold sh- into the shower and just turn on, not warm, but more like a cold water. Not not icy cold, but you know, just starting to challenge uh-huh. myself to start off with a little bit more cold water. And then I didn't I didn't end up finding it. It's was getting easier so that is a really really good mm-hmm. one it's mm-hmm. a good ritual to have in the morning yes yes and you, you made a really good point beat which was that people are not born disciplined of course you you can you can maybe inclined to be more disciplined but that's something you can actually learn you, you can build that muscle and if it will take 75 days to build that if you will decide to do 75 hard I think it's a it's a hell of a deal <laughs> to do, like because it's a it's just seventy five days and it will influence every area of your life, not only like physical but also like financial relationships and so on. Because it always comes down to decisions, and discipline will helps will help you to take the right decision, not necessarily the easier decision. Absolutely, absolutely, and I like to refer to you know brushing your teeth. At the end of the day. Doing things repetitively, it's it, it needs to become a habit. You need to build in to be a habit. But in order to, for it to be a habit, it takes a good you know four six weeks roughly. That's what I say. So you need to be disciplined to do them every day, for it to become a habit, so that it becomes a natural thing for 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 you to do. When if you want to have healthy teeth, you brush your teeth every day. And now, in your life, do you even think about it? I don't think so. We just wake up and we just go and we just brush our teeth and we just do it again and we just brush our teeth again. Because that's just Yep. That's just something that we've been doing repetitively over and over and it's a bit it's it's a habit now. So it's a it's yeah. a it's something that people need to do to do a challenge like this, even though it might not be a comfortable one. But the end the end result is that you become more resilient. Because that's, that's what it really word. comes down yes. to. Become resilient. I mean, people like Joko Willink. One thing I've always been fascinated is people like special forces, you know, like they they do these things that they, they're so resilient going through these extreme training, you know, years of training and be, become special, you know, special soldiers, you know, incredible skills, not just physical, but mental toughness. It's something that always like, I've just been fascinated by that because you meet these people, you see these people, and they can, and they, what they say they do, they always do. That's, that's one yes. thing that these people do, not just in their field, in, you know, some special operations, but in their personal life, they just, they've got the integrity, you know, that's something that I've always, I've, I've aspired to that. I've definitely aspired to yes. that because it's, um, yes, yes. Do, do you know, do you know David Goggins? No, but I've heard that name before. Yeah. He, he wrote a book, Can't Hurt Me. And some people say that he's like world's toughest man. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he's a he's a, he's a Navy SEAL, and yeah, just just read it or or watch, watch some interview with him. He's been on major major podcasts. Amazing, like it's it's incredible what what he has done. He was he was running trainings with on two broken legs and stuff like this, like it, mm. crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're mentioning you've mentioned a couple of books already as well. So uh, I'll just get you to email me after this, by the way, if you can. Sure. So that I'll just make sure that we're gonna put all that good stuff in the show notes uh, because all that is just great stuff for people to 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 look into books, reading, personal development, and this is what it's all about: personal development. You need to develop yourself personally, on personal level, you as a human being, in order to make a bigger impact for others in your business. There's no point talking about business strategies, LinkedIn strategies, unless you yourself have a clear vision and dedication to, to your craft. Because only then these principles will will come to fruition because you'll be able to do them and commit to them on a daily basis. You're so right. <laughs> we've turned very <laughs> we've turned this part of the podcast into a very motivational part of the podcast, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> and okay. I and I mean I mean that's we are recording this in January. I'm, I'm not sure wh- wh- when it will go live, but I think it's it's quite quite relevant now because a lot of people it's it's mid-Gen almost. A lot of them are thinking about giving up on what they decided to do at first of Gen. Yeah. So I think that maybe if it will help one person, it was it was worth it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Jakub, for this last part of the interview, I wanted to go back to the beginning to because we talk about 
your business, podcasting, booking agency. And so I wanted to know a little bit more what goes into what's what's the experience like for a client who's coming to you to to be featured on on podcast because somebody might be listening to this and they actually might be interested to do business with you. So here's your opportunity. Have a pitch, <laughs> you know, you can pitch it to them. Thank you. <laughs> so people usually approach us when they, they they like to use words like I want to be perceived as more credible, I want to grow my authority. And at the end of the day, it all boils down to more revenue, more clients, right? And we usually work with established coaches, with book authors and so on, who have something to share. We can help them to find that unique angle, something that will make them seem quite special for, for these podcast hosts. So not necessarily someone that is just starting out because, well, it's easier to work with someone who has some background and they're easier to get on podcasts because they can show something, right? So the way it works, it's it's very simple. It's completely done for you service. So we will get you on a certain amount of podcasts we'll agree on. Every month you will receive invitations and all you have to do is to just prepare for the interview and show up. We'll send you all the things you need to do to prepare upfront. So listen to this episode from this podcast because the host, the host personality who will be interviewing you is most visible in this episode, right? So we will send it to you and you will listen to it. And then we'll just make sure that you will deliver a great experience. For some of our, our clients, what we even did when they were super nervous about their first, first interview, is that I interview them on my podcast as like a mock interview that I it, it helped them to become more confident in that first first experience. And yeah, so if you are more interested about, about how we could actually work together, I think the best way to do to reach out is either on LinkedIn. You can find me, just search for my name on LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash my name, Jakub Zajicek. Or you can go to speakonpodcasts.com, click the big green button in, a, in the top right corner and schedule a call. And I will be there on that call and I will ask you a couple of questions about audience you want to reach, about the topics you can cover and so on. Excellent. So it's either LinkedIn or speakonpodcasts.com. Excellent. I wouldn't expect any, any different, you know, because LinkedIn is your jam. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's maybe, awesome. maybe in the future I will I will say find me in Clubhouse. <laughs> yeah. And look and back to back to the, the podcasting business. It's it's also great to know that you do provide some form of training because there are people who who are excellent in their field in what they do and they wanna you know add you know they wanna spread word and, and obviously grow their business yes. and they wanna get on the podcast, but they may have not got those skill sets of like public mm -hmm. speaking, right? Mm -hmm. So it's good to know that you do provide some form of onboarding just to get them comfortable that is really good yeah i think it's 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 such a good point because these people are are experts in what they do but it's quite a different skill set to be a guest right on other people's podcasts and to just be confident and what we actually heard from a number of our clients is that by speaking on podcasts their confidence grew their clarity increased about their message and so on because they were they just got so used to answering uh, similar questions and talking about their experience that this confidence all translated into into better business results right so it was like a secondary effect that we achieved through these podcasts that they've been able to build that confidence and build that in the belief that they can they are actually they're actually good because the truth is no matter how good you are, sometimes there will be these doubtful thoughts, thoughts in your head, that imposter syndrome that, am I really that good? Or you might have so many clients who are happy, but you will still asking, keep asking yourself these questions, right? And it's, it's totally normal, even for like best out of best people, like Einstein had thought that he's not worth it, all the, all the recognition. So yeah, I think anything that we can do to overcome these, these doubtful thoughts is totally worth it. hundred <laughs> percent. There's something amazing that happens when you put yourself on the spot, when you put yourself in a, in a public speaking situation, especially like if, if there's a crowd, but could even be this format where you talk to somebody yes. brand new and, and they ask you questions that you may have not expect. And now you have to come up with an answer. Um, it just gets your brain sort of, start to work a different capacity because you're doing something different again yeah. it, it's the yes. what we talked about doing something that is not as comfortable 
it's not as comfortable because it's something that you not normally do. It's different. It's new. You're on someone's show and they're asking you these questions. But confidence grows. It's amazing how confidence grows out of this. I, my my personal experience that I've that that now I've experienced was when I when I was teaching in a college in a fitness college back in Sydney, 2013, 14 it was. So I was about two years into my fitness career. I was a personal trainer. I was you know training. I was running my business. I was doing quite well, and I was asked to to teach at this college because they knew me back then as I was their student from years back and they needed they needed more tutors they needed more trainers to teach these international mm-hmm, students mm-hmm. to teach them fitness and so they asked me and you know my first reaction was like no way you know I, I straight away I, I went back <laughs> to my school days you know like when you're in a classroom like in a high school and and I always, I always had that like I don't really want to come up front and talk to the class especially right, you know, right. especially because you know in in high school or or you know elementary school is what we call them in Czech, people you know make fun of you, your classmates make fun of you because you know what I mean. And so you don't you don't want to do it again because like ah oh, they're just gonna you know make fun of me or I'm gonna say something stupid. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. my first reaction was like don't think I don't think I can do it. But somebody who knew me from school was like ah oh, come on Vit you can do it I I believe in you. And so I I said okay well you know what all right I'll give it a go. It was amazing. It was amazing and. You know what? They lied to me. They said they're gonna put me on practical, which which would have which would have meant I would have took the students to a gym scenario and then just talk about practical, you know, areas of teaching people fitness, okay. right? Which I would have been more comfortable. But no, right. they said now what we're gonna do is we're gonna put you in a classroom. Here's your course notes, and you're gonna <laughs> and you're gonna deliver these course notes for this classroom, and it takes four hours. They've got four hours with you. Go ahead. So that was, Ooh. you know, that definitely put me on a spot. And definitely initially I was nervous, but then yeah. I had to start, I had to, you know, obviously they were looking at me. So I had to come up with something. So, I mean, I, I mean, I did prepare. I looked at a lot of course notes before I went to the classroom, but still, you know, you kind of, it kind of, you know, phrases you a little bit. But anyway, I, I, I you know, I kind of got the juices moving, got my body a bit more relaxed and I started to deliver the content and talk to the classroom. Mm-hmm. And then as I started to get more confident, I started to then think about ways how I can make it more engaging because initially you kind of sound like a bit of a robot, you know, you just, Oh, I'm so nervous. Again, just these course notes, you just kind of, (laughs) you just kind of Mm -hmm. hoping to get through, but then you get a bit more comfortable with the classroom, with the people, and then you start to get some engagement. And then you start to think about, okay, what can I do better next time to make this class, make this, this session even more engaging and help these people to learn more about fitness and be more excited and 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 then also start to get some questions back so then now we've got some back and forth and it becomes even more more interactive more right en- energizing so uh, in a nutshell basically yeah just wanted to wrap it up i i have definitely found that this has been a massive boost for my confidence when it comes to speaking to people mm-hmm. in, in either a crowd and so i highly recommend it to anybody and if it means the first step to be a guest on someone's podcast, uh, then do it and get in touch with Jakub and he'll help you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I just wanted to, I just wanted to circle, circle back, you know. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, we're at the end of the show. So I want to uh, say thank you. I appreciate you being on the show. It was a definitely um, a great talk um, about about so many things about resilience about your goal setting and we covered a lot yeah (laughs) and your successes your business you got so many so much so much more ahead of you i'm definitely interested in to to hear how this is this year is going to go for you and 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 the future successes and perhaps we could do another episode in a in a year time to do like a little follow-up uh for those of you that listen to this interesting that will yeah. hold me accountable to actually make, make stuff happen this year. Hundred percent, hundred So thank you, Jakub, once again for being on the show. Let's wrap this up. Did you wanted to say anything else? Just on your last, last words on last the show. Last words. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, just thank, thank you very much for having me. This has been an amazing experience. I really enjoyed my premiere with with Czech person in english speaking podcast so this this was this was really cool and you're a great host so thank you very much and for other people who are for 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 people who are still like we're still watching or listening i would be more than happy if you would reach out to me on linkedin search for my name or if you're interested in doing business together just go to speakonpodcast.com and we can talk excellent and 
vice versa. For those guys listening to this podcast, if you love this episode and love this show, please support my show. You can go and follow it. I've got the show um, on Instagram, LinkedIn. You just look up Success Inspired Podcast. Make sure you give it a follow. Make sure you give it a like so that you can get up to date with you know upcoming episodes. I'm on all the platforms like Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts and all those platforms that feature podcasts. So whichever one you choose, make sure you follow it so that it can, it can notify you that there's a new episode and so that you can, you can listen to fresh new content. So once again, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you being the listeners of the show. And until next time, stay inspired, stay successful, and stay disciplined.